Okay, hello everybody. I am here today to uh, cover a whole bunch of stuff. I want to talk about uh, some common misconceptions and things about interviewing. Uh, I, I had pulled some of this stuff off the internet and I just thought it was really interesting where, where some people think that uh, interviews are just plain dumb. So interviews are dumb, you can just use canned answers uh, to fool an employer. And, uh, or worse than that, you can just go and you can make something up, you know, just make up everything and fool the employer and, uh, and pass your interview and, and, and get the job. Um, and the other thing that, uh, another big misconception that I want to talk about was that, uh, interviews only benefit extroverts. And then, uh, also I'd seen a, a couple of things to, talking about to how interviews are, or, or inter- interviewers are bad at interviewing. So, so that's, uh, what taints the whole process and that's how they end up hiring the wrong people. So let's talk about some of this stuff. Um, first of all, I, I just want to get into uh, canned answers. Now I have in my own podcast, uh, this podcast gone and talked about at length about the value of, of canned answers and how important it is to be able to, uh, be able to bring something up at a moment's notice. So, I mean, let's talk about it. First off, canned answers take so much effort to prepare. There's so much that goes into it. You have to go back and you have to study your resume. You have to know every single thing about your resume, every single place you worked. You want to be able to pull examples out of all, all the different jobs that you've had. And it takes effort. And it really takes effort, too, for people who have only say they've only worked at one place i mean there's a lot of older workers that are looking for work again now and and you know when you really consider i mean they're of that generation that may have only worked at at one place they've hung their hat on the on the hook and 40 years later they retired you know and now they're maybe they're out there looking for looking for a job again so you know you have to be able to break down some of those things you have to be able to break down um, a place that you've been at a long time and say okay well i worked in four different departments and consider that as four different jobs and then of course the other challenge is for for people who haven't worked a lot at all so they have they do have to use a lot of examples from from school or from projects or from whatever so i mean it, it it's very difficult to uh, to prepare for uh, canned answers be able to prepare to um, create and and be able to uh, um, use examples. Yeah, canned answers too are. It takes a lot of effort to to prepare them as well because you have to really consider the employer. You have to study the employer too. You have to know what the employer is all about. You have to know what values they have. You have to know what um, they've done in the past. Any anything you can find on the internet in your few or lengthy whatever you want to do, but uh, in your internet search searching on companies. You really need to be able to, to figure out what the company is all about. You have to tailor your, this canned answer around some of their values as well. So, you know, it's almost, I don't want to say it's a guessing game, but it's really, it's almost like you're being a detective and trying to figure out, you know, just based on their past performance and what they've written in their job ad, uh, what uh, you know, w- what kind of values it is they're looking for when you're structuring your answer. And then there's a lot of self, uh, self-awareness self that goes into canned answers too. You have to consider yourself. You know, especially when you're preparing for questions that are uh, related to conflict. I mean, you have to know what uh, what what you would what you would do. You know, you know obviously, okay, sorry. You, obviously, you know what you would have done or you, what you have done. But uh, if you do come across a situation where you do have to come up with a hypothetical situation, um, and why would you do that, right? So let's say, uh, you know, if if a very specific conflict question gets asked and you've never had that happen to you. 
I mean, the last thing you want to do is say, oh, well, I get along with everyone, so it's not a problem. Because, again, as I've said in previous episodes, you're not really answering the question. They want to know what you would do if. So if you do have to come up with some kind of hypothetical situation, you really need to be able to to know yourself well enough. Like, look inward and, and see and really consider what you would do. And, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. Canned answers are, are uh, you know, it's it's not easy stuff to do. And the one thing about uh, canned answers that uh, if you've done it properly and uh, if if you've if you've given a good answer um, or if you the best answer that you think you can give, if if you've done all that, then you really you know if if, if you're just making things up, like I mean, not like as in making up hypotheticals, because that's you've always you know you've already looked inward and you've come up with an answer that's relevant to you, but if you uh, um, have just made things up. The follow-up questions will kill you, and that's why employers ask follow-up questions to these conflict sort of um, conflict questions or or any of the other your strengths, your weaknesses, anything that I've identified in my past episodes as being a canned answer. If you have made something up, and you will get caught in your own lie because as soon as you get a follow-up question, you're like, I don't know, I didn't think that far ahead. You know, and okay, maybe you can think on your feet and maybe you can come up with something and maybe you, whatever, but at the end of the day, you're going to stammer and stutter and it's going to come off as you're not prepared. So either way, um, you know, you stand a very good chance of not being moving on to uh, the next part of an interview if, if you've just flat out made things up. With all this talk about canned answers, what's the benefit, right? I mean, canned answers are what they are. They are, um, you know, you, you've you've gone out and you've done your research and you've prepared something to say. Now, the benefit of having canned answers is really twofold. Being able to deliver uh, an answer uh, quickly allows the conversation to keep moving. You don't want to be stuttering, like I said, stuttering, stammering, and trying to think of something to say. Uh, you've already thought of something to say. So it keeps that flow going in the interview. Not and and it shows that you're prepared. I mean that that's one of the biggest things. I mean, if you have if you get a conflict question, um, and I, I keep saying conflict questions because I just did an episode about conflict questions. But if you get a conflict question, like tell me about a time you had a problem with a coworker, and you're like, bam, this happened in this job that I had ten years ago, and man, it stuck with me, and, and then you tell your story, right? It's just showing that you've gone back and you've taken the time to to really dig into each of your jobs and you've put a story together that makes sense and really identifies uh, who you are as a person and what you would do in that situation, right? I mean, it's it's great. Canned answers are absolutely essential for any interview and they keep, like I said, they keep the conversation moving and they will allow uh, an employer the time uh, to ask follow and, and really not just the time but it, it'll give them the motivation to ask you a few uh, follow-up questions because if you've taken the time to uh, give a good answer they probably want to know a little bit more and they're confident that you're like the interviewer is going to be confident that you can deliver you know a proper follow-up answer so again uh, keeps that conversation moving that um, gives uh, the interviewer more time to ask you questions and uh, yeah I, I mean canned answers are not uh, silly, they're not stupid, uh, they're not, uh, you know, they're not, um, you cannot easily manipulate in a, uh, an interviewer with uh, canned answers. You have to do it properly or else it's going to bite you when you get your follow-up questions. One of the other points that was in my little 
quick preamble here it, uh, was about how interviews are only well, interview excuse me interviews only benefit um, extroverts and man I can't even tell you how false that is I mean being being an extrovert um, you know maybe you're the life of a party sometime but I'll tell you in an interview scenario because I I'm pretty extroverted I can talk to the wall I can talk to anybody in a room I'm perfectly comfortable to do that but the issue in an interview scenario is that most people that are extroverted, uh, they cannot hide. I mean, I can't at least uh, hide uh, my emotions. I mean, sometimes being in an interview is all about being measured and controlled, right? Well, if you react like I do to absolutely everything that people say, then it can really hurt you in, a, in an interview scenario. I mean, extroverts have a, have a hard time being emotionless. You know, they react to things without thinking. And their body language, I mean, body language is, is absolutely critical in a, in a interview. So yeah, like I was saying, if you, if you can't control your emotions, um, you know, then you're, you're really giving away your hand. If you get a, if you get one of those questions, I've talked about this in other episodes too, but if you get one of those questions that's, uh, you know, meant to be different or meant to be, uh, to, to acquire information a different way, like, like those questions that you get, like, tell me what kind of fruit you are, or tell me what kind of colors uh you identify with you know all those kind of like myers-briggs kind of you know uh, uh personality questions i mean a lot of places use these now and so if you're going to react with a funny look or whatever to all these questions then it's really going to hurt you as an extrovert in an interview and then of course as i'm probably doing right now uh, extroverts have a really hard time a lot of times being succinct get lost in our own stories like i mean i i get teased all the time because i go oh, well you know Dave's telling a story again. It uh, goes in circles. I um, mean, sometimes it happens, you know. And then when you talk about, uh, if you want to link this too a little bit to the canned answer uh, thing I was talking about before too, I mean, if you can't tell a straight story or 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 you lose track or or whatever, I mean, it, again, it just hurts you in an interview. Um, and, and that's the point too. I mean, it's just you know, extroverts are more prone to rambling. Just they ramble on and they just you know they. They tell the great stories sometimes. You can be really entertained by them, but in a in an interview scenario, you only have so much time. You can't be uh, you can't be in there for hours. So how does this impact an interviewer? Maybe um, well, if you're telling rambling stories, or if you can't finish what you're saying, or if you run out of time in an interview, it can project that uh, you're not able to complete tasks on time. I know it, I know it's a bit of a reach, but sometimes that's what interviewers you know in an interview they. If you want to qualify um, certain things, if you want to put a, a value on certain things, I should say, it's you know, if if they're gonna if you're gonna be evaluated on something, it it can be did you finish your story? Did you finish your story? Did it make sense? Um, and then it can be projected into well, if this person can't do you know can't finish a story, then they may not be able to finish tasks on time, or they might need you know a lot of extra time because they waste time or whatever. I mean. You know, sometimes you get marks for, for the stories you tell in interviews, not just because of the content, but because did you get finished? And, you know, it can be it can be projected onto, you know, your job performance. You know, if you can't finish a story, how are you going to finish the task? So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying that's fair sometimes, but that's sometimes how it works in interviews. They just, your your demeanor, and again, I was talking about with extroverts, with your body language and stuff, that, that can kill you in an interview. Of course, it wouldn't be fair for me to talk all that time about uh, doing interviews as an extrovert and not 
devote any time to uh, talk about introverts in an interview situation. So I happen to think that uh, introverts are uh, way more suited for interviewing than extroverts. Just my own opinion. You can take it for what it is. But um, introverts, uh, you know, stereotypically, and I am using some internet research for this stuff, so it's not, you know, (laughs) again, take it for what it is. But, uh, you know, introverts introverts, uh, typically will prepare more. They're going to do their research, I feel, more than extroverts. Um, They're going to um, internalize more of of what they learn. They're going to be able to, um, you know, make lists and and really study because they're they're going to be afraid of having to to deliver this these things on a on a schedule and and um, you know they might have some anxiety about it so they're going to 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 really prepare for it way more than an extrovert extrovert just thinks they can fly by the seat of their pants and uh, you know they'll just bs their way through anything right and again very general statements okay (laughs) i know a lot of extroverts that that do um, a lot of research and put a lot of effort okay but i'm just talking in generalities for the sake of uh you know um for the sake of my episode here but some of the stuff it, it you know it does hold true um so another thing introverts should do and usually do very well is they they prepare way more for typical questions so canned answers right just not what i was talking about before so they're going to have you know six or seven things for each job that they've had and they're going to be able to to um, way easier than an extrovert. They're going to be able to deliver these things properly, and they're going to be able to to uh, to make sense, and they're going to be able to to impress the employer. They're going to be able to say in detail with examples uh, a little bit better, perhaps, than an, an extrovert telling a story that uh, you know what they've been able to accomplish. And they'll be able to talk about their goals better. They'll be able to talk about um, their past. Um, experiences um a little bit better now another thing um an extrovert or an introvert will probably do better is to handle those questions like the tell me about yourself they're going to handle that better because because they don't just take it for granted that they can talk to anyone they know inter- generally an introvert will know they're going to be a little bit uncomfortable talking about something like that so they are going to have their answer prepared so well and they're also going to prepare for follow-ups they're going to they're going to think about okay what do i say if they when I say this, what are they? What am I going to say if they ask that? And they might have actually, um, you know, they might have some uh, ideas of what follow-up questions would be. I mean, there is a downside to that too. I I can't say that without saying uh, that there is a downside to o- over preparing, right? If you try to anticipate every single follow-up question you're going to get, and then if you don't get it, it's going to really throw you. So, so I mean, yeah, pluses and minuses for everything. But uh, in general, I feel that an introvert is going to be way more prepared for uh, a canned answers and b the uh, the answers where they you have to um, um, be prepared for for follow-ups. Another thing I want to talk about when it comes to uh, introverts sort of uh, versus extroverts. Um, it's, it's in the time to shine questions. So, um, in my previous episodes, I've talked about how, um, there are certain kinds of questions that are time to shine questions and there's just ones that aren't okay. Like the, tell me your greatest strengths. I mean, that's not supposed to be, you know, I, I, you know, you give all your best ammunition and I think an extrovert will want to, you know, maybe push it a little bit and say a little bit too much. And then when it comes time later in the interview to the, uh, you know, why should we hire you kind of questions that they might have used up all their best stuff. So they might refer back to other things that they've said in in the past. Whereas I think an introvert perhaps will, um, they'll know to measure it. They'll know to say, okay, 
If they tell me about, if they ask me about my strengths, they're really only asking for a couple of things. So they know to stop once they've said those couple of things and they have their time to shine things prepared and they're, they're going to know what to say. So, um, and oh, they're still going to have ammunition. They're still going to have um, a lot of things to say, right? So, I, you know, again, I, I, I think that uh, in general, um, introverts, we're going to take the preparation a lot more seriously for, for an interview. And like I was saying before, too, within, uh, when it comes to introverts, uh, um, they will succeed in keeping the conversation moving because they're going to give short, concise, uh, really detailed uh, answers. And you're gonna, they're going to tell the interviewer everything they need to know um, in a short amount of time, which gives um, the interviewer more time to, uh, to, to, you know, to ask some follow-ups. And I, I think that's it's very important. I mean, if you go into an interview... And, uh, you know, the interviewer only gets to ask maybe three or four of the maybe 20 questions they wanted to ask because because the interviewee, uh, you know, wouldn't stop talking. I mean, I, I mean it, it can be a problem. So I really fully believe. Oh, and sorry. And one more thing, too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sort of going off, off the uh, off the script today. Sorry. But um, another point uh, that is very important is uh, extrovert versus um, in, introvert. I mean, introverts are going to have questions to ask. And I've, again, I've gone over it many times in my previous episodes, but ha- having a question, having questions to ask the employer at the end of the interview is absolutely critical. And I think that um, an, ext- an introvert will, if, if they allow the, if they allow the employer, like the interviewer to talk more, they have more, they have more time, not more time, but they have more opportunity to write down questions. Like if you're an extrovert and you don't stop talking um, and, and the interviewer doesn't get to, to say anything, then where are you going to pull any inspiration from to ask a question back? I mean, you haven't really had a, a two-sided conversation. Whereas somebody who's more prepared, if they're introverted, if they're more prepared, then there's so much time left over to really talk about the job at the end, you know, and they, and maybe the employer would have said a few things along the way that the, you know, that the uh, interviewee would have time to scribble down and, uh, and be able to ask at the end. So, so again, a huge disadvantage uh, for extroverts um, if they're not prepared. I mean, I, I know I keep saying introvert, extrovert, but I mean, really what it comes down to is being prepared. And, and in my opinion, um, extroverts, uh, can very easily, more easily fall into the trap of not being prepared and just relying on their good people skills um, than an introvert that will actually um, know that they're going to be have a little bit of anxiety and really prepare for their interview. So I, I don't know. It, again, the, you can you can shoot your uh, or you can have opinions about it. You can definitely share them with me. I'd love to hear what you have to say. If you are an introverted, more of an introverted person, um, yeah, tell tell me about how you made it through an interview. Did you do the things I was saying? Did you? Did you uh, prepare? Did you over-prepare? Have you over-prepared? And I can tell you as, a, as an extrovert, man, I can tell you, I know I've blown a few interviews going in being overconfident, thinking I already had the gig, and, and uh, yeah, you stumble over things. So you got to learn the hard way sometimes, I suppose. But uh, anyways, that's all I'm going to say about the introvert versus extrovert. But um, yeah, I think that the, from my original point when I first started here today, I think that it is definitely a myth that extroverts are more likely to succeed in interviews. 100%. I totally disagree with that. Um, yeah, extroverts um, can very easily fall into that trap of not being prepared. Okay, so before I, if you remember way back to uh, my preamble there, I was talking about, um, you know, uh, a popular opinion about 
people who don't like interviews is that uh, people can just make things up. I think I've pretty well dispelled that already. I mean, you can see that, especially when I was talking about canned answers. I mean, there's a lot of uh, effort that goes into to uh, making them. And then the, the fact of just making something up. I mean, yes, sometimes you do have to make things up for an interview. You have to make up hypotheticals. If you just make things up and lie, okay, that's different. Yeah, okay. That, I mean, that's you're not going to keep that job anytime ever because eventually the employer is going to realize that you are totally lying to them and, and they're not going to trust you, right? But uh, as far as making things up go, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's not criticism. It's the truth. Sometimes you have to make stuff up for an interview to answer the questions properly. So you have to use a hypothetical situation. So that was that point that I, I you know, I just, before I forget to address it. Now, the other, the last point is about uh, interviewers, interviewers being bad at interviewing. So that's what makes interviews useless. Um, well, I mean, it's true. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that either A, haven't interviewed people in a long time, or B, I mean, they always just sort of sucked at it. I mean, I've talked to managers in the past that they say, well, I, I always have a feeling about somebody. Like, I, I just, I, you know, I talk to them for 10 minutes and I already know if they're the right fit for the job. And, you know, that's just the total wrong approach for any kind of interview because people get nervous. You know what I mean? If, if you're, uh, you know, if you go into the interview scared about the uh, the actual interview, then yeah, sometimes you're not going to, um, you know, maybe you, maybe you don't give the best answers right at the beginning, but then you 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 um, you're a slow starter, right? Maybe you, if you're a slow starter in an interview and, and you you know you get confident as it goes on, well, if the if the person's already going to write you off in the first five minutes, then you know that that's not good for you. So I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but um, you can very easily, if you're prepared for your interview, you can very easily overcome a bad interviewer. You know, if, if the person's not asking you questions, you can just bring it up in an interview. You can be like, listen, I, I have so much stuff I want to tell you. Can I just give you some highlights and just talk? I mean, you can take over that section of the interview. And then just like I was saying before, if, if, uh, if you keep talking, then um, perhaps the interviewer will snap out of it a bit and they'll be able to ask you some decent follow-ups. You know, I, I guess my point is if they don't have a good list of prepared questions, you can force the issue a little bit as the interviewer, uh, interviewee, pardon me, um, by giving them information uh, that can get them on track to, to ask proper follow-ups. So, I mean, that might seem like a bit of an obtuse concept, but if, if it's a job that you really want and, and the company is good, don't let the fact that there's a bad interviewer, you know, ruin it for you. I mean, you can always impress uh, an interviewer that maybe isn't experienced or hasn't interviewed in a while you can always impress them with your preparation I mean that's number one right I mean if, if you're prepared you can impress somebody no matter uh, whether or not they're uh, whether they're asking good questions or, or bad questions so I mean I, I mean that's a bit of a myth too that bad interviewers you know they uh, that they can they can prevent you from getting a job if you're prepared for an interview then you can be in a position to get the job now, and I could do a whole nother episode about what to do about, you know, inappropriate interviewers because those are out there too. I did talk a little bit in a previous episode about what to do with inappropriate questions. I'm not going to go into it too much now, but I mean, that's just, just to say that, okay, if it's a company that, it, you know, you really want to work for, but you're getting an idea about the culture, you know, a negative culture. With a bad interviewer, that's different. That's when you really have to do it's gut check time and figure out whether you actually still want to work there or not. If you go into a company that you want to work for and you have an interviewer that isn't very good, I mean, don't don't let that taint your whole you know your whole 
outlook on the company. Just go with your game plan and you can overcome a bad interviewer and still get a job that you may love. I know I rambled on, extrovert, rambled on a lot today about these things, but let's, you know, just do a quick recap here. Um, the things that I sort of touched on today, uh, you know, canned answers, how you can fool an employer. You can never fool an employer. Uh, if you give a, a bad canned answer, I guess, um, or, uh, you know, if you, if you're not prepared, an employer is going to be able to tell. So, um, yeah, using canned answers is a, to your benefit. Um, and if you lie, then the follow-up questions will kill you. So that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Canned answers are a very important part of interviewing. Uh, making things up, well, yeah, like I mentioned, you have to make things up sometimes. You have to make up hypotheticals um, to, to get your point across and get your personality across. Um, I think I talked at length about how interviews do not just benefit, or sorry, interview, uh, sorry, interviewers only benefit extroverts. And I, I, just to be fair, like I said, I went into some stuff about introverts too. But um, yeah, uh, extroverts don't always do great in interviews. And so that's, that myth is uh, not true. And then uh, interviewers being bad, well, you're in the driver's seat in your interview and you can, uh, you can change how the, the scope of the interview by how prepared you are. So that myth there, you know, no bad, no bad interviewer is going to ruin your uh, chance to get the job. So that's all for today. Uh, I know I talked at length about uh, some stuff. Hopefully I got some of it across. Um, listen, if you're job searching, make sure you... Um, you know, put your best effort in and hopefully something will happen for you. You'll get that dream job. And if you're not job searching and you happen to listen and listen to this, well, thanks a lot. Pass it on to somebody who, who you know uh, might benefit from some of my content. So have a great day and until next time.